My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. So let's start in child's pose. Come over, knees apart, hips to heels, forehead towards the ground. Bring attention to your breath at the lower belly. So there's something in the yoga philosophy system called the nadis, N-A-D-I-S, the energy channels in the body. So we don't have like a scientific, physical correlate of that, but we do have the the Chinese meridian system, which seems very similar. Um, And we have the fascia, and there's all these ways that the tissue connects through the body. So the main thing that I'd like to focus on today is just breathing more holistically, like the whole body. So right now, breathing down to the lower belly, emphasizing this lower belly. Inhale and exhale, feeling an expansion and contraction there. So you have a sort of reference of focusing the breath in one spot. And then imagining not focusing just in one spot, but your whole body is just one organism expanding and contracting. And the breath is coming through the whole body. And we feel where those ener- the energy is blocked, where we get stuck, when we have tension in the muscles. We have maybe limitations in mobility. And through yoga, it's like there's, we unkink those kinks in the hose so the energy can flow freely through the whole body. So we're going to emphasize the whole body today and whole body breathing. And if you lose it at some point, you know, I'll keep coming back, focusing on this one spot in the belly, And then from there, through the whole body. Come up to hands and knees and begin to move through cat-cow here, just starting with smaller movements, cow pose, and then back to cat pose, moving the spine forward and back. And then start to add any movements to this side to side, hips, shoulders, neck, any way that feels good for you listening to your body. And then back to neutral spine, hands and knees, lifting your right leg back, drawing circles with the right hip. And then the other direction, same thing, drawing circles with the hip, same leg. And then back down to hands and knees, switch legs. So now the left hip, opening, moving, drawing circles in one direction. And then the other direction. And then back to hands and knees. Bring your hands wider apart, which might be off your mat if you have long arms like me. And then start to move into the shoulders. The hips stay neutral now. Forward, back, side to side, up, down in the shoulders. Shoulder blades together, shoulder blades apart. Just feeling things out here. Also into the neck listening to your body. As I say a lot, if we don't use something in the body, we lose it. So moving the fluid in the joints, keep the joints supple, mobile. And then back to hands and knees, back to downward facing dog. Pedal your feet out, easing into the back of the leg, the back of the body.
And it can be tempting when there is a tight spot in the body to fixate on that and like think, oh, I'm kind of stuck here, kind of tight here. Maybe trying to change that or trying to fixate on that one issue. But today, instead of dialing in onto issues, think more holistically. If there is tension, just feel the whole body and move as a whole organism instead of a bunch of parts moving together with some parts flexible, some parts tight. Just think of the whole body. And we'll come up to the front of the mat to a forward fold. Bending at the knees, holding opposite elbows. Let the upper body just hang down. You can stay still. You could rock side to side. Let go of any effort in the neck. And each pose, instead of being an emphasis on a body part, the whole pose has a sort of quality and energy to it. So what's the quality of Uttanasana, this forward fold here? And this first one, more relaxed. It's kind of hanging down. Uttana actually means intense, so this will be a little more intense later once we've warmed up. Bend in the knees and slowly roll up the spine to stand. Inhale to reach the arms up overhead. And then exhale to bring the hands to the heart. And just notice how you feel here in Tadasana Mountain Pose. Maybe the shoulders are a little tight. Maybe the hips are a little tight. Maybe you can kind of figure, feel these different points on the body. And we'll start to move with the breath as a whole organism. Inhale to reach the arms up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to plank pose. Hold for an inhale. Exhale to your belly. Inhale to cobra. Exhale back to down dog. Lift the right leg here, opening the hip. Pressing down and through the knuckles and fingers to lift through the back knee. Inhale straight back with the right leg and then step it forward into a lunge. Find your foundation and then rise up through the ring fingers. Back knee can be down or lifted. What's the quality of the posture in the whole body? Strong, stable, engaged. Lower the hand, step forward to a forward fold at the front of your mat. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to fold. Inhale to reach all the way up. And exhale, hands to heart, pausing here. Maybe noticing less of these parts, these little tensions, and more of the whole body. Inhale to reach the arms up. Exhale to fold at the waist. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale back to plank. Hold for an inhale. Exhale, belly or chaturanga. Inhale to cobra or up dog. And then back to down dog. Lift the left leg back here, opening the hip. We can't just lift the hip. It's going to affect the whole rest of the body. So rooting through the knuckles to lift more through the back knee to open through the hip. Next inhale, go straight back with the left leg. And exhale to step it forward into a lunge. On your inhale, rising up through the ring fingers into a high lunge. Finding these qualities of firmness, stability, strength, and power through the whole body. Lower the hands, forward fold at the front of your mat. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to fold in. Inhale to reach all the way up. Exhale, hands to heart, pausing here, checking in again. Next, inhale, reaching up. Look at the thumbs. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to plank. Hold for an inhale and plank. Exhale, chaturanga or belly. Inhale, cobra or up dog. 
And then exhale back to down dog. Lift the right leg back, opening the hip here, rooting through the knuckles, moving as a whole organism, the whole body moving into the shape. Affects the ribs, the breath, the arms, the legs. Inhale straight back. Exhale, step forward into a lunge. Inhale to rise up through the ring fingers, high lunge. Finding more strength and stability, bend the elbows, bend the back knee to almost touch the floor, holding here for a moment, and then lower the hand, step forward to a forward fold at the front of your mat. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to fold in. Inhale to lift all the way up, arms overhead. Exhale, hands to heart, mountain pose, pausing here. Noticing the changes occurring through the body each time we come back here. Inhale to reach up, look at the thumbs. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to plank. Hold for an inhale. Exhale, chaturanga or belly. Inhale, cobra or up dog. And then exhale back to down dog. Lifting the left leg back, opening the hip, rooting through the knuckles to lift through the knee. Next, inhale straight back. And then exhale to step forward into the lunge. Rising up to the high lunge. Reaching through the ring fingers. Strong, stable, centered, bend the elbows, bend the back knee to almost touch the floor, holding there for a moment. And then lower the hand, step forward to forward fold. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to fold in. And inhale to reach all the way up. And exhale, hands to heart, Sadasana, pausing in mountain pose again. Holding here, breathing, noticing the whole body, any areas of tension that might stand out, focusing on the whole body, not just these different parts, maybe weaknesses or strengths, but the whole body. It's as if each inhale starts in the center of your body and expands out to the limbs, and each exhale draws in to the center. Inhale to reach the arms up overhead. Chair pose as you exhale. <clears throat> you can have arms extended or hands at the heart. Holding, breathing here for a moment. And then next exhale, forward fold. Inhale to lift halfway up, extending the spine. Exhale back to plank. And we'll hold here in plank, right hand a little bit forward to side plank, either stacking the feet or right knee down. Maybe the left leg lifts here, strengthening outer hip. Those of you with low back and stuff, that might feel really good or it might feel uncomfortable. So just feel it out here. Back to hands down to plank pose. Left hand a little bit forward, stacking the feet or left knee down, side plank. Maybe lifting the right leg. Notice how that affects the core, the arms, everything else. It's all connected. Back to plank pose. All the way down to the belly. And then here, hands float off the ground, lifting the heart. Point the fingers back, lift the feet, locust pose. The whole back of the body lifting up off the floor. Pubic bone pressing down so everything else can lift. Maintaining that engagement of the back, and then exhaling to lower down, softening. Bring your elbows under the shoulders for Sphinx Pose. We'll engage the front of the body in the same way. So peel the ribs, the hips, the knees off the ground to a forearm plank. The feet are down, everything else lifting. Forearms and feet are down, forearm plank. Now from here, maybe lift your right foot and notice how that affects the rest of the body. Maybe the core has to work a little harder. Maybe one of the shoulders has to adjust a little bit. Back down, other side, lift the left leg. 
Notice how that affects the rest of the body. Back down all the way to the belly. And then here, bring your left arm out in front of you. Roll onto your left side. And then right leg back, left leg forward. Here, lifting both legs off the floor. And maybe lift, moving the legs further apart or a little closer. Just feeling here what has to work and engage in the core, the belly, the center to move the limbs. Maybe your right hand floats off the floor so you're not balancing on that. And then here reaching the right leg a little further back, left leg a little further forward. Both legs still lifting off the ground. And then we'll come back down to the belly, over to the right side, right arm underneath. Lifting both legs off the floor. And then right leg forward, left leg back. Maybe lifting the left hand, using more of your core stability. Balance here. And then lower the hands down, back to a child's pose, back to just the breath. There's this theory developing in uh, mental health research of like how maybe there's a unified theory of how all sort of mental issues work, like depression, anxiety, addiction. And the, the sort of working thesis so far in the books I'm reading and stuff like that is uh, it's basically your brain kind of gets locked into habitual ways of thinking and patterns. Uh, and we lose that sort of whole brain, whole body thinking and that ability to have new perspectives. And we get stuck in like a depression or an anxiety or fear. So again, here, breathing down to the lower belly, so you have that sense of center, sense of a single place to breathe, and then that breath expanding out through the whole body. So you're feeling not just the belly, but also the ribs, the lungs, the arms, and the legs. And you're not just a belly breathing, you're a whole organism breathing, and you have access to all these parts. And one of the ideas is that with things like yoga and meditation, we get out of those patterns. We just, we just get new perspectives and we, get, um, we can break those addictive patterns of fear, anxiety, worry, depression. Let's come back up to hands and knees, back to down dog. Lift the right leg straight back, and then step it forward into a lunge. Back heel lifted. Now find locust pose here in the back of the body. Fingers point back, strong, stable legs. Lean forward, lift off the back leg maybe a little bit, maybe all the way to warrior three. Maybe hands at the heart, maybe arms extend overhead. If the arms are extended, pinkies towards each other to externally rotate the arms, put less strain on the shoulders. With control, lower back down to the lunge. Warrior two, back heel down. Palms up, reverse warrior. And then right forearm to right thigh, side angle pose, moving the left shoulder in big circles like a windmill, lubricating the shoulder joint, and then the other direction. And then to side angle, long line of energy from the back heel to the fingertips. You can look down or up at the palm. 
You want a little more challenge here, float your right forearm off the thigh, maybe right arm parallel with the left, extending the arm. Notice the legs, the stability, but also the stability in the core, the stability in the arms to be here in this shape, from the heel to the fingertips. Back to warrior two. Float the hands down, step back to down dog, or plank, chaturanga, up dog, down dog. From down dog, lift the left leg straight back. Step it forward into a lunge. Rising up into a high lunge with the fingers pointing back like locust pose in the back of the body. So notice we're keeping our feet fixed for a while here. And every time we come into a new pose, we're finding our foundation. And that's affecting the whole body. Moving from that foundation, lean forward. And then maybe lift off the back foot a little bit. Or all the way to warrior three. Maybe hands at the heart, maybe arms extend. If arms extend, pinkies towards each other to externally rotate the shoulders. Control lower back down to the lunge. Back heel down to warrior two, arms extend. All right, now find the foundation of the feet, and we're going to stay in this position for a little bit. Palms up, reverse warrior. Holding, breathing here. And then forearm to thigh, side angle. Moving the right arm in circles like a windmill in both directions. And then landing in side angle, right arm extending. Long line of energy from the back heel fingers. Maybe left forearm lifts, maybe arm, left arm parallel to the right. Back to warrior two. Lower the hands to frame the foot, back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog. And then meeting in down dog, lift the right leg back, opening the hip. Flip over to land the foot to the ground. Find your foundation in the feet. And from there, lift the hips like locust pose, engaging the glutes. Strong back, strong hips. And then back to down dog. Lift the left leg back, opening the hip. Stay there if you want, or flip over, land the foot. Find your foundation, what's touching the ground, root down into it so everything else can lift up. Engage the glutes. Good. Back to down dog. And then here forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrists. Energetically slide your hands and feet towards each other. Don't actually move them, but pull them towards the center of your mat to engage your core more. Then lower all the way down to the ground. Elbows under the shoulders. Sphinx pose. Just like we did before, peeling the body off the ground. We'll do that as a movement now. Exhaling when you come up to forearm plank. And then inhaling when you come down. Because that's moving more naturally with the diaphragm. And the whole body moving together in that way. Next time you come to forearm plank, staying there. Energetically sliding the elbows and the feet towards each other. And then lower all the way down to the belly, turn the palms up. Just let the arms relax wherever they're most comfortable. Just arms relaxed. They could be behind you, palms up, or just resting. Letting go of all the effort in the back and the front of the body, softening into the ground.
And then hands under the shoulders. Back up to hands and knees. And then we'll all stay in, in this sort of uh, one knee down side plank. So you lift your feet, swing them to the right. Right knee stays down for side plank on the right side. Left leg lifts, so we're focusing on lifting outer left hip, strong outer left hip. It's not just the left hip lifting, though. It's affecting the core. It's affecting the arms. There's a counterbalance happening in the top arm lifting. So everything working together here. And then back down. Other side. Swing the feet to the left. Side plank. Right leg lifting. Right arm lifting. Feeling that connection between the limbs, the center of the body. Everything working together. And then lower down, back to down dog. Lift the right leg straight back, inhale. Exhale, step it forward. Inhale to rise up. Exhale, locust arms. Inhale, lean forward. And exhale, lift any amount, maybe a millimeter higher than before, a little more strength and stability. Maybe hands together at the heart this time, or arms extend this time. And then back to the lunge. Back heel down to warrior two. Left hand to left hip, right hand towards the right corner of your mat. Think of the side plank you just did, lifting the outer left hip. Right? So maybe you just start to move in that direction, starting at a sort of diagonal line, eventually maybe parallel to the floor. Back to warrior two. Palms up, reverse warrior. And then forearm to thigh, side angle pose. And maybe bottom arm extends again, engaging the core. From here, we'll lower the hands towards the left corner, maybe even off your mat. So your upper body's like down dog. Your lower body's like warrior two. Press into the hands to press the hips back. You can adjust, you know, make this your own, feel it out. Where's the pose for your body? <clears throat> and then walk the hands to frame the front foot. Step back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog if you want. Left leg straight back. Step it forward into the lunge, rising up to the high lunge. Fingers point back like locust pose, engaging the back of the body, lean forward. Maybe lift the back foot a millimeter higher than last time. If you did arms back last time, maybe hands to the heart this time, maybe arms extend. Hardest part here sometimes is unclenching the left toes. Think of a triangle of pressure, your heel and the ball of the foot, the big toe and pinky toe side. Slow descent back down into the lunge. Warrior two. Palms up, reverse warrior. And then side angle here, forearm to thigh, right arm extends. And then left arm extends. Maybe if you did it on the other side, if you want a little more challenge on the core. And then lower the hands like a down dog with the arms, but the warrior two with the legs. Arms towards the right corner, a little bit off the mat. Feeling it out for you. Maybe it's a little bit wider stance with the hands. Maybe a slight difference with the legs. And then come back up. I totally meant to do half moon right here, <laughs> just to surprise you, because I totally don't make any mistakes ever. Right hand to right hip, and then left hand to left corner of your mat to Ardha Chandrasana. Step the back foot in any amount.
and then slowly lower back down. Step up to the front of the mat to a forward fold. Now this time maybe the legs are more straight, maybe the back's, you know, maybe a little longer. If it feels like the back's rounding a lot or a little tight still, you can find inhales to lengthen, exhales to fold in. Finding the quality of the whole posture through the whole bodies. Uttanasana, intent, intense stretch. It was very gentle earlier, but now maybe a little bit more open in the back, in the back of the body, soft on the front of the body. And then here, step your feet out to the left to a wide stance. All ten toes facing towards this mirror in this general direction. Maybe it's a little bit forward, maybe a little in. For some of you might feel better to have the feet a little bit out. Just kind of feeling your hips. Hands down under the shoulders or to the blocks under the shoulders. And then any variation of this, head below the heart. You can hold opposite elbows. You can walk your hands back. From here, bring the hands under the shoulders. And for a side bend, walk your hands towards your left in front of you. And maybe turn your left lung towards the ground. Right, notice how that affects not just the side, but also the inner thighs, the feet, what the feet have to do, what the belly has to do. And then we'll come back to center and to the other side. Walk your hands to your right. Maybe let your left shoulder down towards the ground a little bit. Left lung towards the ceiling. Or any variation of this, kind of feeling out what your body needs and how it affects the hips, the feet, the arms, the hands. And then back to center, hands under shoulders, heel toe your feet in once or twice to a horse stance, hands on the thighs, and move shoulder towards knee, left to right a couple times here. Holding on the next side, next time you come over to one side, stay there, breathing into the back, and then to the other side. And then back to center, heel toe the feet in again to Malasana, either heels lifted or heels down in the low squat, hands together at the heart. And you could stay here or bring your hands forward, think Chaturanga arms, knees towards the triceps, maybe one heel in, then the other in Bakasana, crow pose. Or practicing that today, maybe one heel lifts and you hold there. And then we'll all come back down. Bring your hands behind you so you can lean back onto the hands. Tail down, feet together. And Baddha Konasana, bound angles. And these are part spine long to start and then start to hinge forward at the waist. And it's okay if your back rounds here. One of the cool things about yoga is every posture is a whole body posture, really. Because we're using the body, we're using body weight, we're using the ground. There's no equipment, there's no um, isolating exercises, really. 
When I went to my first yoga class like 10 years ago at a gym, I was always into working out and I'd walk past the yoga and be like, that's a waste of time. I'm, I stretch, I can stretch. I don't need to stretch for an hour. And I went to a vinyasa class and they kicked my ass. It's like, oh my God, I didn't even know I had muscles there. You know, because you're using your whole body. You're not just using weights and certain body parts. You're using the whole body. From here, start to come back up and turn to face the front of your mat. Legs extend out. Lift your hips so you feel your sit bones, the bones at the base of the tail, the ischial tuberosity. That's where the hamstring starts. So bring your right foot into your thigh, and we want to stretch from the, that bone to the knee, keeping the leg relatively straight here. If your hamstring is a little tight, your back's tight, you just maybe hinge in that direction. It's okay if your back starts to round. If you feel some stretch there, then that's it. And once you feel that sort of focus stretch on the hamstring, what's the rest of the body doing? Maybe flexing the toes back helps engage there. Maybe turning the ribs a certain direction feels better for you in the pose. Maybe letting the neck hang down feels good. One of my favorite things when we get into these deeper holds is yawning, just letting the jaw open wide. That helps relax the nervous system too. If somebody has a real yawn, then that's good because that's contagious. It's a good sign of empathy. And if you don't yawn, then I know you're heartless. You don't care about people. Start to come back up here, and then switch sides. So left foot in, feeling those bones at the base of the tail, right leg extends, and then start to fold forward. So again, what's the general quality of the pose? My hamstrings are usually tight, so it's very tempting for my hamstring stretches to be like very tense, kind of pulling to get into the stretch, but that's just, that doesn't work. It's not effective. So can you find a lot of ease here? The general quality of the pose is more ease, the whole body more resting. And we'll start to come back up to sitting here. Both legs out, so knees bent to start here. Feel the sit bones again, the tail to the ground. And then we'll just ease into stretching both legs, the whole back of the body. So first you'll lengthen on the inhale, lengthen the whole spine. And then exhale, touch the belly towards the thighs or maybe in that direction. And then scoot your feet, your heels a little bit further forward. So do that three steps again, inhale to lengthen. Exhale, touch belly to thighs, and then step the feet forward a little bit. Inhale, you find length. Exhale, folding in, and then scoot the heels forward. And you can do that a couple more times if you want, and when you're good, just staying in some version of this. That feels like easy, right? Not forcing, not pushing. And then we'll start to come back up and down to the back. Knees in, rocking side to side. And then one hand on each knee, drawing big circles with the hips. And it could be just circles or kind of moving around side to side, whatever feels good. And then to happy baby pose, holding outside the knees or the shins or the feet. And you could stay still in the middle here or you could rock side to side here. 
keep your right foot, your right leg in. So we're going to go to half happy baby pose. So you let your left leg down to the floor, leg extends, but you keep the right leg like happy baby, which could be holding the foot or the shin or the knee. And then we'll bring the right ankle over the left thigh. So reclined pigeon pose. Clasp the hands behind the left thigh. Shoulders relax. Holding, breathing here. Keep the shoulders relaxed, chin slightly in. So again, what's the general quality of the whole pose? Is it straining? Is it tense and effortful? Or is it easing into the tension? Let your shoulders relax. Put your hands down. And you can use your right hand to push your knee forward if you want a little more. If you don't need to do that, you don't need to do that. And from here, we'll release, bring both knees in towards the body. And keep the left knee, shin, or foot in, half happy baby pose. And the right leg extends. Just like we did on the other side. So your left leg's doing happy baby, right leg's relaxed out. And then left ankle over right thigh, reclined pigeon. Again, what's the general quality of the whole posture, the whole body? Probably a little less than that. Yeah. And then we'll slowly release from here. Happy baby pose. Both knees in. Holding outside either the knees, shins, or feet. And then feet down to the floor. And we'll go into a quad stretch front of the hip. So I think we did this last week, but it's a little tricky to explain if you've never seen it before. Your feet are on the floor, like a bridge pose. But you bring your right ankle behind your left foot on the floor. And then the right knee goes down towards the ground. If you're not sure, most of you got I think everyone's got it. Yeah. If you're not sure, you can look around. And so that right there might be a big stretch on your right hip flexor and quad, and you could stay there. If you want a little more, bring your left knee in, hands clasped behind the left shin, bringing the knee into the body. And then last thing, if you want a little more, contract your right glute muscle. So the glutes are hip extensors. so. That can add a little stretch there to the right hip. If this feels painful in the knee or the hip, do less. And then we'll release here, bring both knees in for a moment, feet down to the floor. So now the left foot comes behind the right foot from that bridge position. And you could stay there. That can be a lot, especially, you know, each side is different. So this side might be tighter. And then if you want more, you can bring your right knee in, clasp the hands behind the shin. 
And then the last thing would be contracting the left glute. But that, you know, if that's too much, do less. You could hold that bottom foot, but it's, it's more uh, risk of pulling the knee or causing some damage to the knee. So just make sure the knee feels really good if you are holding on to the, right, uh, holding on to the left foot. And then we'll release from here, both knees in, feet to the floor. And we'll come into a twist here. So from that bridge position, lift your hips to the left, knees into the right, arms out in a T. You could cross the left knee over right, like eagle pose in the legs, if you want a little more to this. And then turn the head away from the knees. Then we'll come back to center, hips over to the right, knees into the left. You could cross right leg on top again if you want, and turn the head away from the knees. And then we'll come back to center. Make any last movements you need for Shavasana, final resting posture. Legs extended, arms extended. Let the back of your body be heavy, the front of the body light. And imagine all the pores on your skin opening so your whole body is breathing. Not just the belly, not just the lungs, but the whole body, the whole organism breathing in and out.
and start to make small movements of your fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. You could stretch the whole body, the fingers, the toes, if you want, eventually coming to your side and back up to sitting. And we'll close our practice, bringing the hands to the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.